Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the smartest guy in the room. I'm your host, Jerry Dempsey, along with one of my best pals in the world, Matthew Smith. Good morning or good afternoon, Matt. Jerry, how's it going? I mean, I have to admit I got a little bit of a cold. You know, I do, too. We were in Nashville at the podcast convention. Maybe we caught something there. Hopefully it's uh, just a common cold and not COVID. There were a lot of masks yeah. in the Opryland. And, like, my Uber guy made me wear one, too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, I w- that's a rule down there with Uber. Uh, I think it's nationwide. I got injured in Nashville. I don't know if you know this. I got I got attacked by the letter S. What does that and, mean? Uh, <laughs> this is a true story. So I get off. I got to my hotel on the first day, which I we I didn't stay in the hotel we did for the whole week. On uh, the first day I arrived, I stayed at a different hotel. And it was kind of on the outskirts of town, and I got there early. And uh, they didn't have my room ready. And I hadn't eaten all day because of my flights and I was starving. So I was kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I walked up this hill to this uh, this awful Shoney's restaurant. <laughs> and uh, for our, our friends in the north who might not know what Shoney's is, it's, uh, it's a restaurant, low-budget restaurant, popular in the south. Uh, kind of exists to make Ponderosa look good. But they have these giant S's on the outside of their doors as door handles. And my 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 arm, this is like my slipping out of pickle story. <laughs> my arm got stuck in the S and I didn't realize like and I tried to open the door. And when I did, my arm got like bent backwards oh, no. and then it hurt like hell. And I panicked because I didn't realize what had happened. And then I tried to like wiggle it out. And then I realized my arm was trapped in the S and, uh, and it cut my inside of my bicep open and left a huge fucking welt and bruise. And like, if anyone was sitting in the parking lot, they would, they would have like seen this like maniac, like fighting with the door (laughs) with this giant S. And then I, I got it. And then I was like, I got finally like broke it free. I got inside and I walked in and this place was like the, land that time forgot they had there was literally like this 80 year old male waitress who had to be like six foot six and he had like really long hair and he had these like cheap like suspenders and he was serving these like crow mags and i just was like i got the fuck out of there and then when on the way back out i kind of like punched the s so i was pissed <laughs> that is awful well i didn't what? tell you my story which was I was at the pool and then I left and they took my laptop and they hid it. So I like got in a huge fight with the hotel manager because Uh they wouldn't go look at the pool. Like the pool's closed. I'm like, I know. And my laptop is closed with it. (laughs) And they're like, well, too like they look at me and they're like, well, too bad. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. You have to get it. Like you have to get it now. And they're like, Maybe you left it somewhere else. And I'm like, okay, then that the other tra- alternative is that you guys stole it. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, the cleaning people have access to my room. So it's either at the pool or someone stole it. So here's what's going to happen. I'll call the cops and they can figure it out. 
And I started getting really loud. And they're like, sir, you need to come down. I'm like, no, what you need to do is go get my laptop. So I stood there. I'm like, I'm not going away. So you might as well deal with me. And I started getting louder and louder. And like, you know, the hotel guests were all getting uncomfortable. And I'm staring there. And then the security guy, who is this giant man, comes out and he's standing there. I'm like, are you going to go get my laptop? <laughs> Long story short, they got my laptop. And That's they all hated me after that. <laughs> That's a good thing because that laptop is vital to the existence of our show. So I, I mean, it's my whole world, and it made me think that I need to buy a backup laptop now because in case that ever happens again, um, I don't know. Pretty harrowing, and I spared you that detail because you know you got enough on your plate with your. Didn't you uh, leave your phone somewhere? Or are we not talking about that? Oh yeah, <laughs> I left my phone in an Uber. And, Which uh, is equally as harrowing, right? Oh, my God. That was fucking awful because that was my only means of communication. And uh, uh, so then I went on the Uber website and they're like, well, here's how you report a lost item. Uh, fill out this form to say what you lost, then write your phone number down and the driver will call you back. And I'm like, well, that's the problem. They're, my phone's in the car. He's going to call the phone that's in his car. You <laughs> know. <laughs> That took me like that was that took me like three hours to get back. And thankfully, what happened was my wife texted me and somehow the driver heard the text and I got my phone locked down. So I don't know how she was able to access the text, but she did. And when she did, she called my wife. Jesus. Speaking of the devil. That was last week. <laughs> so. Um. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, Lord. Do you have to do something? No, I was just saying, oh, Lord, oh, for okay. all the uh, all the drama we went through. But uh, Lord, the Lord kind of uh, ties into our topic today, doesn't it, Jerry? It does. And folks, we've been doing a series just on, I would say, things that we've been taught to believe. And, you know, we grow up and then we question him like you know i still believed in santa claus up until about a year ago and uh it was shocking when i found out he wasn't true it really was painful i had to go to therapy for it but today our topic is something called atheism and uh what, when you hear that word matt what 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 does that make you feel i'll tell you what it well it makes obviously uh an atheist as the way i understand it are people who believe that there is no God, although uh, it's become this movement uh, very widespread on the left, uh, and it's become kind of quite annoying because uh, I atheists are like the CrossFitters of religion, you know? How so? Well, you know, if, you're, if you do CrossFit, people, CrossFitters tell everyone they do CrossFit. Right. Atheists love to tell everyone that there is no God. Atheist. Right. Okay. Now I get it. And is that, so I mean, CrossFitters, I, I know a couple of them. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a cult. So I almost think that is a religion, but we'll, we'll table that. So well, it's I a agree, way for them to kind of be above you, right? Like I'm yeah. better than you because I do CrossFit and you just like throw weights around. Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about it the other day on our other show about the, when we talked about complaining, the the moralist complainer. Yeah. Crossfitters are kind of like the moralist. 
I can play uh, it on a higher level than you because I'm more of an expert or something. Yeah. Right. And CrossFitters are, are, and I don't mean to malign all CrossFitters, but I, I'm going to. Yeah, you can. <laughs> they, you have my approval. They're kind of like the moralists of the fitness community. And atheists are, ironically, kind of like the, you know, in a way, the moralists of the anti-religion movement. Well, it's confusing to me, too, because you just added a couple, you know, I did pretty decent amount of, of research. And, you know, you and I will tell everybody that's listening, we were born Catholic and it was tattooed into our souls, right? Right. Uh, so to question your faith uh, not only alienates you from all these people, like maybe your family, you're, you know, but just to question it yourself kind of shakes your whole foundation from at least what I've gone through, right? I won't speak for you. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but, okay, so what I like is an atheist, you know, okay, they're going to go around and say there's no God. So I can say, all right, tell me more. And instead of selling me something, and I spent a good time in sales, and we, we were taught in my sales job to never denigrate the competition. In other words, speak to the benefits that your product or service brings to the table versus telling the customer how shitty, you know, your competition is. It's like we were told never to bash the competition. Whereas an atheist, that is all they seem to do is bash like all the variety and we what, eleven thousand? I don't know how many they probably go to the top uh Pareto rule of eighty twenty, but you know, they're always mocking Christians and probably Muslims to a certain degree. But I'm not really sure. Definitely Jews, right? They're always a target. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're not really selling you anything other than they're they're just bashing the competition because, right? I don't know. No, absolutely. And I thought you brought up a good point yesterday when we, we were talking about this that, correct me if I'm wrong, but you thought that they don't really, it's not so much that they're, they don't believe in God, they don't believe in religion, right? Well, it, and, it, and that leads me into a little bit of the research I did. Um, you know, I looked at, and I'm going to be a little long-winded, and I apologize, but I tried to understand, like, where was atheism born, right? And in my findings, which are very cursory, uh, we all know that, uh, Friedrich, Friedrich, however you say it, I'm not German, Friedrich Nietzsche seems to be the father of modern existentialism, which, again, these are a lot of fancy words that I don't like. But that is where supposedly atheism was born out of. That sound fair to you, or do you know something else? No, I, I would, I, I would tend to agree. You know, my father always said, uh, the more people got educated, the less they needed, the less they thought they needed church. So I kind of, uh, uh, I would agree with uh, where your research. Well, takes and you. again, you know, there's, I've never read Karl Marx. I actually have, and I'm going to say this in my Buffalo voice. I have a copy of Das Capital. <laughs> it, it is on my bookshelf, and I have never read it. But my son has asked me, like, Karl Marx, I always hear his name in the news. I'm like, none of these people have read Karl Marx. They just repeat what someone else says. Yeah. And that's probably mostly true. But Karl Marx said, this is interesting, that religion is the opiate of the masses. Right. And what the first thing that sprung, sprung into my mind was, Interesting, because on The Simpsons, 
there was the Mr. Burns who kind of owned the town and there was a big fight and uh, there was like a like a walkout. Right. They went on strike and then Homer became the spokesman for the people. <laughs> and he negotiated really hard with Mr. Burns. And at the end of the day, he won because one of the complaints was there wasn't enough tartar sauce when there was fish stick day. <laughs> and Mr. Burns said to Smithers, he's like, Smithers, let the idiots have their tartar sauce. <laughs> you know, and Homer was fucking like super pleased with himself and everyone rejoiced and Homer was a, was a hero. So, leave, it, you know, leave it to the Simpsons to put things in perspective. I mean, when, you know, when I came across those two, you know, they just kind of clicked together and I was like, holy smokes, is it Mr. Burns? Is it Homer or is it Karl Marx? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to shit on atheists, though. I want that clear. I, I, I don't I don't have anything against atheists, I, but I my back gets up when things become a movement, you know, and then so there again, put a little more like, meat on that. There seems to be like this movement now in of of atheism. Uh, and I don't know if that's because the way the media is structured, but like, you know, uh, you know, one of the one of the most well-known atheists in present day was uh, Christopher Hitchens, and he was a big media uh, star. And. Uh, you know, there's the media, there's so much media in so many different formats and, you know, podcasts and, you know, uh, mm -hmm. books and different websites. And, you know, people are consuming information at a rate never before seen. And it it's just everything becomes a movement. And then when things become a movement, that's kind of when I either shut it off or I rebel against it. Well, you're talking about like chaos to order and, and back to chaos again, which, yeah. you know, if you just put it at, you know, I read a quote, I don't remember who said it, but it went like religion is as toxic as 10 Chernobyls and one Fukushima. <laughs> and I thought maybe because I mean, you know, there's the argument for that. And we we've heard different people say, you know, many people have been murdered because of religion and, and that it's. It does more harm than good, and especially in our age of science, right? Everyone's saying, follow the science. Oh, you're not a science believer. You know, and it just becomes another format to have an argument so one person can make the other person look stupid, which, as we know, it's pretty easy to look stupid these days, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess where I come in on this is, you know, I'm not a very religious person, uh, but... In my opinion, and I hate when people say, like, well, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual, because then I always think of, like, you know, <laughs> I, I always think of, like, hate Asbury and shit like that, you know, and I was just like. I think I of know. handling snakes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like, you know, the 60s is are over and this fucking all that other bullshit. And the, but so I'm not. I'm like these people who say that I'm not I am not religious, but I do believe in faith. You know, I, I, I would replace I'm spiritual with, you know, I have, I have faith, you know, and I do have faith right. I, and, you know, and I think faith is like, you got to have faith, right? Because faith, I mean, no one really knows what's out there. So it's a mystery. And, you know, that mystery is what leaves you with faith and faith kind of like keeps you going, you know, because if you don't have faith, I will put it, what's it all for? 
I will put it to you in a zero-sum game, which I always enjoy. The dude had faith, and Carl Hingis did not. And who won that movie? You know what I'm talking about? The, the nihilist Carl Hingis from uh, The Big Lebowski. Well, the dude, you know? I and, mean, the dude wins because he had faith, and he well, had you know, a rug, and he got it back. <laughs> you know why else the dude won? He fucking hated the Eagles and Don Henley. Well, it always comes back to that, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you know, and but I mean, I guess that's a that's 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 something the atheists have going for them because if there was a god, you know, how do you explain childhood cancer and war and and Don Henley? You know, I'm just gonna take a quick side note because I I'm, I have a linear uh, format, but you know, bring being brought up strict Catholic. Um, I knew there were Jews and they were fine because they were just our friends that, you know, whatever. They didn't believe in Jesus or, or they did, but they didn't quite follow him. I didn't really, you know, it was never talked about in Catholic church. OK. But I can tell you the day and time I was first faced with the idea that there may not be a God. And that was in the movie Caddyshack, another seminal movie, probably for kids like me and you, <laughs> um, when they were all drinking back in the judge's chambers and the bishop who was bombed out of his mind was like, don't ever tell a Navy man he can't have another drink. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, the, the judge was like, Bishop, don't say that about God. And he's like, there is no God. My name is Fred. <laughs> and I thought, Maybe he's right. Maybe there isn't a God, you know? The other thing that makes you question uh, whether there's a God in that movie is that uh, that movie makes Chevy Chase the hero. Ooh, yes. <laughs> what a bastard he is. You know, but I mean, but the anti-hero is Bill Murray, so. Yeah, know. I guess. Yeah. I mean, true. or is it the, it could be the, the, uh, the varmint. They were the real champions of that movie. Yeah. Or it could have been Michael McKeon. Who's he? He's the kid that won. He's the kid that was going for the scholarship. Danny Noonan? Yeah. Is that Danny. his name? Danny. I mean, a lot of heroes, you know? Yeah. Success has many fathers and failure is an orphan, I've heard often the said. The world needs heroes, man. And ditch you diggers, know? yes. I don't think there that there's anything, you know, uh, as someone who's not religious but has faith, I don't I don't think I don't think there's anything. I'm not against religion, you know, but religion's a tricky thing because there's religion, which can be good. But the problem is with organized religion, you know, it's like crime, you know, like there's crime and then there's organized crime and like crime when someone when there's a crime, it involves one bad actor. But when there's organized crime, it's a syndicate, you know, and sure. uh, and so, you know, I a lot of organized religions like the Catholic Church, you know, they're they're almost a world government in a way. They totally are. Yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't I don't have a problem with religion per se. Uh, but, you know, I think that um, it's funny the atheists. You know, I guess when you boil it down, they don't want anything out there that's going to control people. Yet they're very, very fucking pushy. They're and, pushy. And, and, and go, ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. 
Well, I was going to dovetail onto it was I've been listening to a very famous atheist by the name of Sam Harris. And I first came across him uh, when he was had some famous debate with Jordan Peterson. And I was like, you know, he's obviously an intellectual. He's got all the PhDs and all the fancy stuff. But the man is smart and he knows what he's talking about. My problem with him, like anyone else, is the arrogance and they actually have people like him, like doctors, have that God complex, which is interesting. They don't want to believe in God, but they'll say, everyone believe me because I'm the smartest guy in the room. And then so now we're supposed to worship you. You know, like it's, it seems hypocritical, which we know there's only one type of people that are allowed to be hypocrites, right? Yeah, Apparently. absolutely. You're absolutely right. That's the that's that's the rub. That's the uh, irony. And, and again, I think that you and I are, talking uh, not about your average rank and file atheist we're talking about the atheists as a movement and the leaders of the movement and sam harris and people like that you know these guys you know they're anti-religion and they're anti-god yet you know they come across like they're holier than thou which is and they want you to buy their books and and you know there's a paywall to his podcast and he's already super rich now he's going to juice the poor people for a little extra you know what the fuck's that all about? You one of the one of the most well known modern day atheists is a guy named Richard Dawkins, and for the longest time, this is a true story. I don't know if I read his name wrong or I just got it mixed up, but I thought I heard Richard Dawson, and I was like <laughs> that fucker, that fucker who hosted the Family Feud and who was the Hogan's hero actor. You know, was supposed. I guess he was like this fucking atheist too. But uh, so I was, but then. I realized years later I had the guy's name wrong. And he was pretty, I mean, he had Joe Biden from a groping all the women on his show. He had any groper beat hands down. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of gropers, Andrew Cuomo uh, resigned today, just about Uh, an hour ago. I mean, you have to believe that, uh, you know, you got it coming. (laughs) <laughs> New York State has its first woman governor now. And the funny thing is, you know, after Spitzer and Cuomo, it's kind of like this poetic justice that uh, New York has its first woman governor. Although for a state so supposedly progressive, you know, it's, this is how we get one. You know, it's kind of hey, any way you can get it. That's how I used to be when I was a kid. Right. I guess. I don't know. So I'm going to switch a little bit of gears because I started going the other way. You know, science is always like saying, well, we should follow science. We shouldn't follow like just a belief system or man in sky mentality. And this is way too hard for me to barely grasp, but I'm going to try to spit it out. But there is something called a God particle. Have you heard of this? Um, I think I've heard of it, but I have no clue what it is. Yeah, and I read like the whole Wikipedia on it, which was about two pages, really hard stuff. And all I can tell you about it is they have these hadron colliders where they smash like particles against each other to see how small they can get. So they have these things called quarks and all this other something called Higgs boson. But they try to see what's the smallest, you know, molecule or submolecule. Um that can exist and when they get so small they they vibrate and disappear but they call it the god particle and Uh and i just wanted to bring that because 
I wanted to bring that to this conversation because that's science and they're calling it a God particle. So now what am I supposed to do? Now am I going back to believing in man in the sky or what? So as an idiot like I am, I'm confused. Well, see, but you're not an idiot. You're using your head. See, that's the thing, you know, and I think, you know, that's 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 confusing. But I think religion is confusing. Like you and I grew up in Buffalo and there's we know no shortage of people who are Catholic and they they don't question anything and they buy into that religion. But, you know, they're just Catholic through and through and they're not going to question anything. And then you have the atheists on the other side who don't believe in anything. But I think for the rest of us. You know, religion leaves us confused. You know, now here's like I my dichotomy or my my contradiction is I'm not a very religious person, but I do have I do believe in faith and having faith, and I got a lot of problems with the Catholic Church. I'm not a really big fan, but I was raised Catholic, and you know I I haven't been I've lapsed for personal reasons. Let's not get into that, but uh, right. You know, even though I wasn't a fan of the Catholic Church, I liked going to church. Um, I just liked being in that building and like, you know, for that like that hour or 45 minutes and yep. getting getting lost in uh, in what was around me and shutting everything else in my life like out. And maybe I wasn't getting what you're supposed to get out of mass, but I was getting I was benefiting from it so it isn't that ultimately what matters you know like that you're just well it's an experience like anything else right yeah Yeah. and it's cultural and it brings a community together right especially if you ever went to those like breakfast like the father-son breakfast and you know you see your buddies there so it's just you know it's like a team sport it's like anything else where you get the people together you hang out hopefully you have a good time And, and i think if you look at it from just the basic parts of humanity, when you bring people together and we have a good time, you know, you're doing a good thing, right? Sense of community. Absolutely. Which again, in our day and age has eroded, I would, I would think, but, but I'm an expat, like I'm living in a city that I wasn't brought up in. So, you know, there could be a ton of people here in Raleigh that like love their community, love all their people. They lived here their whole lives. Isn't it funny that I agree with you? That I think there's a sense of community that's eroded, but at the same time, so has individualism. So figure that one out. Isolationism. Maybe that's what's becoming of us. There you go. I think that's it. Uh, well, I'm going to end on one more hard thing. And, you know, the, there was a, I failed to write this man's name down, not that it matters, but I came across this acronym, and I love acronyms. Uh, especially four-letter acronyms, which is FLA. Um, NOMA, non-overlapping magisteria. Okay, and I had to read this thing like three times to even be able to to spit out two sentences, so I'm going to go for it. But basically, it's the idea that secularism and science can cohabitate but not overlap with values and religious dogma. And that's about as succinct as a man can put it, because it was like 30 pages and some word docs that I wanted nothing to do with. Um, and uh, Sam Harris spoke about it. And that's what I was listening to. He actually was sitting down with Richard Dawkins, the, the man you mentioned. And I was watching them to converse at some kind of speaking event. And 
Harris said something about Noma and the guy who brought it up and da 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 da. So I put it on pause and I immediately went to look this up. And I mean, again, it took me a while to even kind of conceptualize what it was. But what they're saying is it can coexist. You don't have to fight it, but let's these guys. And again, if I'm going to give the atheism folks a plug, it's like, let's pursue science. We're smart now. Religion has a place. We don't want to screw with it, but we don't want it screwing with us. And that's like, it's like, let's uh, stay in our own lanes or something like that. So I don't know. What do you think of that? Uh, I was just thinking that uh, my mind was wandering and I was thinking back to our high school days of our fraternity called Reebside Dog, which stood for Beer is God. Oh, yeah. And I was wondering if there was any atheists in that group, which would have been ironic. I mean, there probably was a few nihilists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, let it go on that note, buddy. All right, but brother. I will quote uh, Nietzsche. I found a Nietzsche quote, and I'm going to screw it up because I didn't write it down. But it said, man is a stretch tightrope from animal to the Superman. And I think that explains everything, doesn't it? <laughs> It uh, it explains quite a bit. Absolutely. So Nietzsche can be the smartest guy in the room today, but he's dead. Well, take care of that cold, brother. You too. Have a good one, dude. All right. Stay free. Bye-bye.